The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. Greetings, everyone. Thanks for coming back and listening to Breakthrough to Yes. This is David B. Savage. This is a critically important podcast and show today. I've got two experts, Cliff Weeb and Lance Kadatz, uh, that I've come to know in the last few months. Our topic today is critically important. It's sad, it's horrifying, and you can be part of the change in, in fixing this, or at least minimizing it. Our theme today is collaboration against human sexual trafficking. This is a horrific experience. This is about people that do not have the choice. This is not uh, something that I think our values would allow me and probably you to uh, just go unnoticed. And, and to too large an extent, it has gone unnoticed. Uh, today, I'll be uh, asking Lance Kadatz uh, for his wisdom and advice and how he's collaborating to uh, collaborate against human sexual trafficking. Lance has been the executive producer for the last two years for a feature film called She Has a Name. You got to see it. I saw it in Calgary a few weeks ago. It is it is excellent. It was released in December of 2016, and it is hoped that it will raise awareness uh, of human trafficking. Also with us today is Cliff Weeb. He's, Cliff is the strategic Pardon me, strategy officer for Next Step Ministries in Calgary. Next Step Ministry helps women exit sexual exploitation in Calgary and in Alberta. And we know there are initiatives similar to this growing around the world. Of course, there's the uh, the police agencies, the Interpol, there is the United Nations. Here's two men that are taking a stand with their groups and collaborating with others for something that is just so important. So just to try to land it a little bit, today we're going to explore the global reality and the local reality of human trafficking and explore ways we may collaborate to fight this horror. So start asking yourself some questions and see, these are some of the answers that we'll probably get in the next hour. Why does human sexual trafficking exist? What's the importance of choice? Does it exist in your home area? What's being done? And how can I reach out and collaborate to help women and girls, men and boys? And there are huge costs of not stepping up and reducing this. How I got involved was a good friend of mine, Donna Hastings, who is the leader of the Heart and Stroke Foundation of Alberta, Nunavut, 
the Northwest Territories in Canada. And she's also on the board of Next Step Ministries. When she told me about this problem and the local impact in the city of Calgary, I was I was horrified. How can this be? How can we just turn our eyes away from these girls, these women? What about choice? So it's a gray area when we talk about human trafficking. The gray area might come in about, well, what about women that make a choice and sell pornography or whatever? There's a whole values and ethics piece around that. I really want to differentiate today's conversation with Lance and Cliff about choice. This is trafficking. This is inhuman. This is not a woman or a man making choices on how to make a bunch of money. This is crossing our ethical and, well, just so many boundaries. It's uh, it's hard to believe and it's very real. So what are we talking about? It's not what you might think it is. It is much bigger. For some reference, you know, go to the United Nations uh, online documentation, look at uh, any number of sites, watch the film, she has a name, go to talks with people like Next Step Ministries in your area. It happens, and it happens throughout cultures. According to the Federal Bureau of Investigation in America, uh, human trafficking is involuntary servitude. So involuntary servitude. These are not business people and entrepreneurs. These are people that are slaves. Human trafficking, now I'm quoting from the FBI, human trafficking is believed to be the third largest criminal activity in the world. Third largest criminal activity in the world. That's horrific. It's a form of human slavery which must be addressed at the interagency level. Human trafficking includes forced labor, domestic servitude, and commercial sex trafficking. It involves American citizens, Canadian citizens, Swedish citizens, Malaysian citizens, everybody. There are no demographic restrictions. They talk about uh, smuggling, modern-day slavery, beatings, starving, drug addiction, uh, lack of identity, you know, women and girls being basically enslaved. So a little bit of uh, definition to start us off from the uh, FBI. Domestic sef- sex trafficking of adults is where when persons are compelled to engage in commercial sex acts through means of force, fraud, or coercion. Sex trafficking of international adults and children is when foreign nationals, both adult and juveniles, are compelled to engage in commercial sex acts with a nexus to United States, Canada, Colombia, through force, fraud, and coercion. You know, this this is uh, just horrific. They are our daughters. They are our sisters. We get to step up. What I'm going to do now is I'd really like uh, my new friend and mentor on this subject, Lance Kadatz, to step in. Uh, Lance has been the executive producer for the last two years, as I'd said, of the great film She Has a Name. It's not a documentary, but it tells a great story. It tells a 
story that needs to be heard uh, to activate and mobilize. Lance hopes that the uh, film will raise awareness of human trafficking through partnerships with agencies around the world. He expects to fund freedom by sharing revenue with their existing partners and new local partners to save thousands of people currently in bondage. In January 2017, Mr. Kadatz retired as the chief financial officer of Rivco National Auto Finance, a publicly traded company on the Toronto Stock Exchange Venture. Lance co-founded Rivco in 2002, which lent over $750 million during its uh, time period. Uh, Lance was a finalist for the uh, Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award for Western Canada. Lance Cadets has been and will remain on the board of directors of Rivco. Prior to founding Rivco, he had a corporate career in corporate banking with the Royal Bank, etc. He has five children, nine grandchildren, and a lovely wife, he tells me. I haven't met Maureen yet, but I'm sure. Uh, and, and yes, there is a focus, especially when we see people being trafficked as our sisters, brothers, daughters, sons, granddaughters. So Lance, uh, welcome. And I've got a few questions to ask, but any uh, preliminary comments you want to share with our audience? Well, thanks, David, for uh, inviting me for sure and, and for attending the screening in Calgary. That was it was great to have you there. And, and the introductions that you've made since that time have been are, are going to be fruitful. Um, I'm quite confident in that. So... Um, I think uh, uh, I think um, it's just it's just great to be here and and uh, I'm anxious to try and shed some light on how we are trying to impact this huge huge problem of human trafficking. Yeah, Lance. Well, since that uh, screening in in Calgary, we've heard about a similar project uh, to what Cliff will be sharing with us in a few minutes in Houston, uh, Texas. I'm sure there's projects around the world, but you know it's a necessary conversation. What I'll say since our since my attendance and meeting you in Calgary at the Plaza Theater, I've had this conversation, and everybody I talk about your film, she has a name, says, "Well, wow, how do I get involved?" So let's start with how did she has a name come to be, Lance? Well, the, the the film started as a labor of love, actually, for Andrew Kuman, who was the writer of it. He was working in Malaysia in um, in uh, the late two thousand and eight or nine area there, and and became aware of of the human trafficking problem. And uh, he the, the statistics were that that he was faced with were just um, overwhelming to him. The UN estimates that 2 million children are exploited every year in the global commercial sex trade, and less than 1% are ever rescued. And in some instances, young girls are forced to sell their bodies. Let's say that again. I want to say that again, because when I heard that statistic, it blew me away, and I thought, that can't be true. But can you can you say it again about the two million and the one percent? That that's incredible. Yep. yep. The UN estimates two million children are exploited every year in the global commercial sex trade, and less than one percent are ever rescued. 
and that includes uh, young girls that are forced to sell their bodies as much as 15 times a day, and the average age of children forced into prostitution is 12 years old. That is that that was for Andrew. That was a daunting and overwhelming statistic that moved him to the to his core. And as a writer, he he wanted to do something. So what he did is he wrote a play called "She Has a Name." So the play and the play was uh, um, premiered in 2011, was critically acclaimed play, uh, toured all across Canada, has toured across the United States since then. Actually, it finished in January, it finished a stint on Off-Broadway. The play is very impactful and was critically acclaimed uh, all wherever it played to sold out uh, crowds. And many of the reviews said, this is such a powerful story that needs to be that needs to be shared. It really should be a movie. So um, the production team started on the project to make it into a movie back in about 2013. And obviously, a movie can unpackage a story much, much bigger than than the play can. So um, I came. I became involved in the in the project. There's five producing team members: Andrew Kuhn, the writer. Daniel and Matthew Kuman, who are the directors and producers, and there's two other producers, uh, Sherry uh, Aspinall and Donna Abraham. So that is the that is the production team, and so that project was came up, came to me as as you said in my introduction. You know, f- film production is not what where I've been, where I come from. You know, I'm a you know, um, a financial executive of a publicly traded company that I've since retired from a couple of years ago. But this this project came across me. Uh, I was looking at it as an investment and got to know the team, fell in love with what they were trying to do, had seen the play, was impacted by the play, and said, and, and, and to be honest, I, I wasn't sure whether um, this group of young people very talented young people um, was going to be able to get this done. So I decided that I would try to help in raising the, the money for uh, getting this film made. And as it turned out, I was able to achieve that. So that's, that's how the film, the film came to be for me, the, the chance to, you know, human trafficking, I, I think human trafficking has a, it's such a big problem. You know, human trafficking is one of the most prevalent, violent, destructive crimes committed globally. The only, the only crimes greater are the illegal drug trade. You know, human trafficking enterprise is forty billion dollars a year. So we're we're all faced with how can we make a difference? And I believe that. By, by lending my talents to try and help this film get made, that there would be a chance that maybe an imp- I, could, I could make an impact and that maybe tens of thousands of lives could be saved and we could turn the tide on that awesome statistic that only 1% are ever rescued. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me ask the question. I think it's important for our listeners to know 
Why did you call it She Has a Name? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. Um, I think it's because, um, you know, I, I don't actually know the answer to it. Um, I'm sure, Andrew, I've never actually had the question posed yeah. to me before. But I think part of the reason is the, gir- the girl in the film is referred to by her room number. 18 yeah. and you only yeah. know her by her room number. And I think that the, the, the people in these situations are, have lost their identity. They are, they are nameless. They are, um, um, disposable. You know, one of the statistics that I have recently become aware of that's put out through Exodus Cry in the U.S., which is a great organization, is that human trafficking probably is worse now than it's ever been. And part of the reason is that slavery has been around a long time. Um, but a hundred years ago, the, the financial investment for a slave was material. Equivalently to today's dollars, it would be like $40,000. But they they put a price on a trafficked human being now at ninety dollars. That is that is basically a disposable person, yeah. right? So that so, you know that and that is such, and that's why I think it's called she has a name because all these people don't have names. They don't even have identities. They're just yeah. they're just you know abused, right? I know when we come back from our break, uh, we'll be continuing to talk with Lance, and we will also introduce you to Cliff. Um, there is incredible work to be done here. She has a name. you know. She's not number 18. She's just not a commodity, a thing to be used and abused. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is horrific. This is a place where people are coming together and collaborating. And, well, we've got so much more to say. Uh, Let's take a break now. We'll be back with Lance and then Cliff. And uh, uh, listeners, tweet at at David B. Savage or email me, david at davidbsavage.com, to ask more questions. And you can be directly connected to with Lance, Cliff, and I and others who are trying to make this big change. So we'll take a break now. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. David B. Savage and his book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, Seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. 
See much more at davidbsavage.com. According to Kirkus Reviews, Savage's book Breakthrough to Yes, unlocking the possible within a culture of collaboration. While it addresses organizational collaboration, this book could be interpreted more broadly as a treatise on building a cooperative culture within families, groups, businesses, and government. David's Collaborative Leadership 360 Assessment is an evaluation resource that will get you moving forward. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to david at davidbsavage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about how do we collaborate against human sexual trafficking estimated to be one of the leading global crimes a horrific story um, Lance before the break we were talking about she has a name uh, why did you do it what are you trying to accomplish through she has a name the film's made to um, create uh, awareness for human trafficking in a, in a dramatic story of um, based on a true event, um, the 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 event is a is is a uh, container truck that ran out of gas, traveling from into Malaysia from another country that broke down, and by the time anybody got to it, there was half the people in the container had died, and so the story is actually about two 15-year-old girls that come out of that that container truck. And it's the dramatical story of them. Uh, one escapes, and one is is becomes eighteen and is and becomes uh, trafficked into a brothel. So we want to tell a story. So in this story, you you get a chance to see the despair of eighteen and the 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 hope that comes from uh, the recovery system and, and uh, aftercare. So uh, it's, it's a story that, that tugs at your heart and it raises the awareness, but it also mobilizes you to want to make a difference. So we're, we're trying to create a movie that, that can be used by the agencies around the world that, that are on the front line fighting human trafficking so that they could partner with us in, in the uh, distribution of the film and share in the revenue that comes from the film through accessing their distribution networks and, and doing screenings and um, um, pushing the um, DVDs and soundtrack and those types of things. They can all share in the revenue. So this was our way of mobilizing or trying to collaborate with all of the agencies around the world and that um, are fighting this battle. We're, you know, we currently partner with International Justice Mission Canada, Iris Cambodia, um, Global Act in Switzerland. So it's it's a worldwide. Uh, we're trying to 
to go worldwide with this for sure. So that so we believe that if if we can put the face of a young 15-year-old girl on a problem as big as this, it's difficult for for anyone to ignore it and or want to ignore it. It becomes more real and once it becomes real you want to make a difference and 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 that's kind of where we're we're going with the film. We know we've we've the film is getting rave reviews all around the world. It premiered in London, and and people and and members of the royal family were there. It was in Cape Town in Belfast, uh, and it's and it's screening in 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 worldwide centers all over the world. So um, that's our goal: is to raise awareness and partner with the agencies so that through through spreading the word of 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 the film and um, that they can generate revenue that can enhance their ability to get people back off the streets. So Lance, uh, how do people connect with you, find out more? Uh, tell us a little bit about the website or any, any suggestions where people can reach out and bring your film and create a discussion group, create an active group. Yep, the, the, uh, the, our, our website is shehasanamefilm.com, and we can be, uh, you can arrange screenings there. You can, um, um, you know, buy licensings for, for home screening kits. You can purchase DVDs and Blu-rays and soundtracks, and you can stream the, the movie uh, through redemption codes onto your computer. And you can even, and you can even, if you have a business, you can um, have you know counter stands where where the DVDs and and uh, soundtracks could be sold. You know, we have these uh, these kits that that you can purchase and and help that way. So the it's it's um, uh, you know our, all everything is driven from our website. And you can also see. See, uh, there's I think three trailers, and so you can really access um, us through that. In the U.S., you can uh, you can arrange screenings on up to 300 different screens through Gather, G A T H R. Uh, so you can you can uh, log on there and start to bring this film to a community near you. So the uh, so there's lots of different ways in which um, you can help fund, we call it funding freedom, um, by just watching the movie and participating, you can fund freedom. Wonderful. Now I'm going to, I'm going to uh, transition over to Cliff because I, I, I know that she has a name and the global impact and awareness that you're having, um, might allow people to think, well, yeah, it's happening in Cambodia and Malaysia or wherever. No, it's actually happening within blocks of your home. Um, in Calgary, when Cliff and I uh, met a couple of months ago, I asked them the question, well, in this area, in the Crescent Heights area of Calgary, uh, is there an impact or is it here? And Cliff proceeded to tell me uh, how prevalent it is in every neighborhood, in every city, in every culture, uh, future shows, we, we might uh, have an opportunity to talk to uh, police, uh, to social workers, to uh, uh, groups trying to intervene on behalf of Aboriginal women who are being sexually trafficked. So 
as I transition to Cliff Weeb, I just want you, the listener, to know that wherever in the world you are, it's there. And these humans need us. So thanks, Lance. We'll get back to you a little later. Uh, I want to introduce my friend Cliff. Uh, Donna Hastings introduced me to Cliff a number of months ago and and uh, suggested that uh, I'm an expert in collaboration and maybe Cliff might need some help because uh, he's got a lot of people activated. He's got a great plan, great initiative. So I just want to collaborate with uh, Cliff and Next Step Ministries and stir the, the word that this is not only global, but it's local. So uh, a little background on Cliff. You know, he's worked in international and domestic settings addressing poverty issues for the last 20 years. After obtaining his undergraduate degree, both he and his wife spent three years living and working in Indonesia. Upon returning to Canada, he received a graduate degree nonprofit leadership from Trinity Western University. From there, he went to work for organizations like Compassion Canada and Samaritan's Purse. Through volunteering with In From The Cold, in Calgary in 2007, Cliff saw that there was poverty right in his own city of Calgary and made the shift from working internationally to working domestically. He realized that although poverty might look different in various parts of the world, the root causes are the same everywhere, which are broken relationships at many different levels. The need for collaboration. Um, Since Working domestically, Cliff has worked for great organizations like the Mustard Seed and Next Step Ministries, where he's currently the strategy officer. Next Step Ministries helps women exit sexual exploitation in Calgary and in Alberta. Uh, Cliff, thank you for joining us. Uh, Any uh, opening remarks you'd like to make, Cliff? Well, David, thank you for having uh, me and uh, Next Step Ministries on your show today. Um, you know, you and I met uh, just a few months ago last fall at a Catholic Diocese fundraising event, and we sat next to each other, and um, we were talking about this issue, and you were kind of saying, um, I didn't know that, or I don't really want to know about it, but one thing that you've done, which is just amazing, and um, is that you've taken this knowledge of what's going on here and around the world uh, around the issue of uh, sexual exploitation and sex trafficking, and you're, you're doing something about it so quickly. And so I just want to thank you for um, taking up the mantle, really, and, um, and bringing awareness to this issue um, on your platform. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Cliff. This is huge work, huge life work that you and others in NextStrap have been doing. Uh, I just can't imagine... You know, the third largest criminal activity globally. And if I recall correctly, I believe you told me that even in the city of Calgary, there's an estimated 3,500 women and girls being sold. Uh, Yeah. Calgary's just an average city, actually, in North America. We have about 1.3 million people here. And uh, the city of Calgary itself, about uh, four years ago, did a study, and this is just from what they found, that there are about uh, 3,000 plus, about 3,500 women uh, in sexual exploitation or sex trafficking uh, here in Calgary. Mm -hmm. So the issue of sexual exploitation has been around since the beginning of time, unfortunately. 
Why is it becoming such a large issue now with so much awareness being given to it? You know, what, what's, what's happened? What's changing, Cliff? Well, I think a couple of things um, are, are uh, impacting this uh, in today's world. And we know that, you know, prostitution and um, people using uh, one another for their own gain has been going on since the beginning of time. But our world has changed over time, and we've become more global, uh, traveling more. Uh, the ease of transportation and travel has increased. And just recently, in the last 15, 20 years, the one thing that's just exploded this issue uh, is the Internet and uh, online access to all kinds of uh, information and images. And so when, um, when something is going on, and I'll just say pornography, and it's interesting, um, you said it earlier, this is, um, you know, it's in everyone's backyard. I'm going to say it's in many people's homes. Um, anyone downloading um, pornography into their home um, is probably um, uh, aiding the, the industry of sexual exploitation and human trafficking. Um, and even when it comes down to uh, very much underage children that uh, are being filmed in all parts of the world, there are no borders stopping that um, from coming right into um, uh, our, our homes and our cities here in North America. And so this has really increased um, uh, people's, um, I guess, access to it. And then also what it's doing, and I'm just going to speak for men here for a little bit, and, and um, what it really does to men um, is uh, impacts, especially as, as, say, young boys or whatever are exposed to uh, pornography at an earlier age, it actually impacts their minds, how their minds are developing, and how the social norms are being re, uh, kind of rejigged or recreated in terms of how to treat uh, people, and especially women. And then, so it goes from the visual uh, to acting it out. And, and that's why it's just exploding globally. Yeah, this is, this is far more than objectification and uh, passive uh, viewing. This is a massive industry. These are our daughters, our granddaughters, our sisters, our sons, our grandsons. The, the, you know, I, I, I guess I, I want to say everything has an impact. There is that butterfly effect that whatever I do in my home in Cranbrook has an impact globally. Uh, everything that happens in the world today has an impact locally to me. It, it shows up in my energy, in my life, my values, my words, my boundaries. And, and I just look at it and say, it's not only available online, but I guess the gift of our digital connection, our four and a half billion people that are now connected to the internet, is we can change. We have access to information. We have access to people like Cliff and Lance and thousands of others that are doing the good work. So awareness, since my conversation with Donna and Cliff and others at Next Step, I've had conversations with uh, my children who have children just to bring them up to speed, what to look for, be aware of. Um, let, me, let me go back, Cliff. You know, it's such an issue that you're really leading a, a charge on, and it's not only in Calgary, 
Sweden, Colombia, uh, Malaysia, Cambodia, China. But how do people, how does a community get organized and collaborate in a, in, around an issue like this? How do we work together to address this problem? It's, it's one thing to be outraged and horrified, but help us move to action. Right. Um, well, we're, we're still learning uh, about this issue and how to get people together, but a few of us, um, actually just over a year ago here in Calgary, uh, were talking about this and said, you know, who, who are some of the, um, maybe the players in our community who would want to come together around this issue? And I was speaking with a couple of pastors from some very large churches here, and uh, out of that conversation started uh, a collaborative effort uh, called uh, the Church Agency uh, uh, Collective uh, Against Sexual Exploitation. And um, we decided just to meet and with a couple of things, just to say, who's out there? Let's first of all learn about who's doing what already. Let's not, let's not start something new that somebody's doing. And so we brought all kinds of agencies and church representatives and everyone together, um, and we meet uh, every other month. And it, the meetings are really about who's doing what. Let's learn about how to do it uh, well. Um, let's make some connections. Um, within the group, and uh, and then leading that to some kind of change. And we didn't know what was going to happen um, as a result of meeting together, but um, as of now, we have about over 130 people on the list representing 60 churches and agencies and government agencies. The government is interested in this as well. Um, in Alberta here, we have uh, uh, a status of women um, ministry, and uh, they send people... Uh, to this meeting, too. And so the ball seems to be, it's just growing. You know, when you get a group of people who are passionate about an issue like this, starting to talk, to learn, to engage, to go for like a lunch afterwards to say, how can we take this beyond just the meeting? Things start to happen. And just for an example, here in Calgary, we have an event called uh, the Stampede. Um, it's called the biggest or greatest outdoor show on earth. And um, people from around the world come to be a part of this uh, event, big event, uh, every summer. And it's a fantastic event, but like so many of these big sporting events, it also attracts um, the predators and also um, the need for, um, um, you know, people's outlets when they're, when they're at these events, and part of that is sexual. And so women are trafficked into Calgary uh, every year, um, to provide services for the people who are coming to this event. Well, this year, at a city and at a, at a high-level board level with uh, the Stampede, they have, um, and the right people sitting there, out of the collective, feeding people information, they say 2017 Stampede, they want it to be the safest Stampede ever and make it much more family-friendly, and they want to really attack this issue. So well, that's a, just that's a very... Together, that's a very real example of the change we can make. Now, yeah. it's time for us to take a break, Cliff. We're going to be right back with Cliff and Lance, and we're going to continue to talk about collaborating against human sexual trafficking. See you in a minute. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
David B. Savage and his book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. According to Kirkus Reviews, Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration. While it addresses organizational collaboration, this book could be interpreted more broadly as a treatise on building a cooperative culture within families, groups, businesses, and government. David's Collaborative Leadership 360 Assessment is an evaluation resource that will get you moving forward. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, Call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to david at davidbsavage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Welcome back. We're talking about collaboration against human sexual trafficking we're, uh, I, I want to continue on in this last segment. We're going to have an open discussion with both Lance and Cliff. But I've got uh, at least one more question. This, this uh, one hour we have together is just an invitation, everyone. There's so much to be done, so much for you to, to do and get involved in. But to segue into that, Cliff, you know, what's currently being done in North America and where are the current gaps that need to be filled? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, one of the things that um, I wanted to talk about, too, is there's two kinds of approaches. One is awareness, which Lance and uh, their film is really bringing a lot of awareness to. And then there's the other side of it, and that's agencies actually getting in there and working uh, with women exiting sexual exploitation, working with local police forces who have um, exploitation teams, and actually... Um, you know, when women want to get out, where do they go? And uh, most cities, and uh, Calgary included, um, are setting up agencies uh, to help women exit sexual exploitation. And what's what's needed to make that happen is definitely working with other agencies uh, and organizations in the community, but also most of these women are homeless. Um, it's not only internationally where they have nowhere to go. It's right here in our home city where they're homeless if they leave that work or leave that trade. And so we need to provide housing for them. We need to provide um, life skills for them, uh, training, uh, and also a lot of psychological and even spiritual work around uh, post-traumatic stress. And Lance said it, and you guys said it earlier, and that's their identity. Um, Leaving that, they're not just something or an object to be sold, but they have value and worth and could be a part of the community and society. 
and really integrating them and working with them to enter back into society. Um, I just encourage everyone to take a look in your own community, um, what's going on, and globally, and go to the films that are coming out, the documentaries. Um, she has a name. Go see it. Go learn. And then go and take a look at what's happening in the communities uh, that you're living in and really get involved. Maybe it's just funding it or volunteering or or helping out in any way they need. Um, just a, some current gaps definitely are quick access housing and supports around that. It's really expensive to run, and, um, and, and it's really needed. And then lots of volunteers to just walk and do life with the women as they're moving through the kind of the exit process. Um, and it takes a lot of grace, and it takes a lot of um, just... Um, long-term walking with somebody to help them get out. So there's lots to do, and there's always more, yeah, for sure. Now, now, Cliff, if this was a Hollywood movie, and, and sometimes Hollywood doesn't show reality, but if this is a Hollywood movie, we'd probably have guns a-blazing and police crashing down doors, you know, rescuing these girls. Um, from my understanding of the walk and next step and the work that you're doing with respect to housing, what would that look like? How, how are you encouraging the girls and women to get out of their traffic situation, their slavery? Right. Um, well, What's that experience ways, for them? Uh, this could happen in a couple of ways. One is um, working with your local law enforcement, right? So the police, they'll sometimes do stings. Um, and um, go online and set up a, like a false, um, kind of a false name and talk with uh, the women who come to meet them at the hotel and say, you know what, if you want to get out, here's how you can get out. So definitely you have to have law enforcement involved with, with that part of it or have a phone number. And it's interesting, Next Step Ministries has a, an exit phone number that the women who have gone through our program spread all around um, to that community out there, and uh, they call. And so, really, it's um, it's coming out, it's exiting, it's coming into a house and a, a home that's actually staffed um, where they can um, find stability, um, get healthy, and start the process. And so... That's where, like, a safe house, a safe house also that it has to be anonymous and it has to be, um, it has to be protected because a lot of these women have been involved in gang activity and they're leaving that, that world to get out. So. Thank, thank you so much. Now I'm going to invite uh, both Lance and Cliff to, you know, discuss whatever you think is important. I'll ask some questions and just bring in your own wisdom as you wish in our conversation about how do we collaborate to, to minimize or reduce. I'm not sure that we can ever eliminate it. But uh, let's just have a, a wide open discussion. Uh, Cliff and Lance, jump in where you like. Is, uh, why is this important to you? Well, this is important to me, and it's interesting because um, when I a couple of years ago, when I first started working in this field of um, working with agencies, especially Next Step Ministries, who are helping women exit sexual exploitation, I'm thinking, what's a guy doing involved with this um, and speaking about it? But you know what? This is a human issue. It's not just a female issue. And my big thing on this is especially the, the vast majority statistics show it is men using women. 
And I say, you know what? If guys are a part of this problem, we need to be a part of the solution. So as much as uh, we need both men and women involved in this issue, we need guys to step up and, and hold each other accountable and get the word out there to say, this is what's happening. This is help for you guys, too, to get out of maybe an addiction that you have um, to, uh, to sex and using women in this way. And so I just felt... Um, um, this is a breakdown of causing a breakdown of the family. It's using people as objects rather than viewing them and treating people as value and worth. And I felt I just got to get involved with this, and so so I did. And and I'm not a frontline worker, but I'm an organizer, administrator, fundraiser, those types of things. And I guess I can say God has uh, used me to help in that area. Lance, why uh, is it important to you? Um, well, I think I, I want to sort of. And, you know, echo a little bit about what what Cliff had just said. You know, there's two sides to, you know, our film is, is designed and we're working with agencies that are just going to, that are trying to steal, steal girls back and get them out, uh, like, and, and by partnering with, like, Next Step Ministries. But uh, I know that in, the, in some of the screenings we've had, especially at the premiere, we had talkbacks. And one of, the, one of the questions that came to one of the actors was, what was it like walking down the, the road in Patea in Thailand and actually seeing this? Because it was filmed right in the heart of, of that area. And, and she said, you looked around and you saw people that, were, that looked like your, your father, like your brother, like your uncle, and it all looked normal. You had fathers with sons and fathers telling their sons, you can pick anyone you want, son, you know, kind of thing. And, and, and I, I agree with Cliff that we are, 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 we're failing. Our society is failing and we as men are failing. We need to be better. Part of it is, is taking them back, but part of them is finding ways to reduce the demand. If we reduce the demand, we will reduce human trafficking. It will just it will just happen. And so I think we have to, you know, work with our governments to to strengthen laws. And I and I think prostitution is. I think we everyone needs to know that prostitution is not a job. Nobody grows up and says I want to be a prostitute. Somehow through drugs or coercion or whatever, they end up in there in there as, as in prostitution. So prostitution isn't a job. Prostitution is uh, um, violence against women. And that's a crime. And I think we have to view it that way and we have to legislate it that way and we have to enforce it that way. So I think, you know, I, we're, we would really like to see it, it stop from both sides of the, you know, saving the girls on the one side, but also reducing the demand on the other. Absolutely. Yeah, this is not normal. Let's not allow this normalization. This is, this is awful. This is human trafficking. This is slavery. This is addictions. Mm-hmm. It's abuse. Uh, let's be part of the change. Right. Um, yeah. I want to ask both of you, I'll start with Lance, before we close today, what's one thing that you'd really like our audience to do or think about or become aware of or or change? Well, I can tell you the the, the biggest obstacle that we have as 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 the in the distribution of the film is the topic. 
the topic of human trafficking is not is a disturbing one, and people, while they understand it or they recognize that it's there, sometimes they don't want to know any more about it because they know they they'll say, "I don't, I'm not sure I want to watch the movie because it might disturb me." You know, but uh, what I want to tell people is that is that watching this film is that the film was made to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. So when you see, while the film was was filmed in in Thailand in real live brothels and were were, were used, and you know Thailand jails were real jails were used, but there isn't anything. You know, they will look at and they will see dancers, but they'll be the most overdressed dancers they'll see. It's not that part of it's not real. The movie in no way is pornographic. It is, but it tells a real story and it tell, and it engages you. But it will not leave you with a visual that will scar you. You know, it is finely crafted to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. So it engages, but at the, and the same time you will see the hope, but you will also see the despair. So for us, the the film needs to be more than a film. It needs to be a movement in in a battle against human trafficking. So what I would ask people to do is watch the film. If they like it, tell two friends. Make them watch the film and tell two friends and watch them like and you know and so on and so forth. If if that was to work, we could fund freedom in a monumental way and save thousands and thousands of lives. That's what I would challenge people to do. Wonderful. And and Cliff, what's one thing in this moment that you would challenge our audience to do around the world? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think um, the one thing would be to not let this become the norm. And David, you mentioned this earlier. It is fast-tracking to become the normal way of treating others in our society. So if you have a family, raise your kids to treat each other with respect and dignity and not as objects, and that's not okay. Um, if you're out with a group of guys or, or women and um, this topic comes up or, or um, belittling of other people comes up, change the conversation. Um, take a stand for... Um, uh, the right way to talk about others and treat other people. And then I would say take that one step further and work with your local, um, you know, government um, and uh, your, even your federal government and uh, bring people together to take a look at the laws. And uh, you can actually impact laws in Canada. Bill C-36 came in about two years ago. It's a Nordic model that says this isn't right. Everyone around the person who's being victimized would be prosecuted, but not that person. The U.S., actually, a group of people just stood up and said, I won't say the name of it, but an online uh, hookup agency was shut down. And citizens can make a difference. So in your own family, in your own community, speak up for how to treat people with dignity and at a government level, work to make a change to shut things down that aren't right and enhance laws that um, give people hope and dignity. Oh, thank you. And and I, I guess I would add my advice, my challenge to our listeners is uh, young girls, uh, women with low self-esteem, lonely, whatever, uh, mentor them. You know, it takes one person that believes in me to help me see my success, my brilliance. 
the, some of the costs of human sexual trafficking is the loss of opportunity and the loss of possibility for these young girls and women. Let's help them become positive contributors to all of our planet. They are a human resource. They're, they're not a thing to be used and abused. Before we, before we close, Cliff and Lance, you know, just quick, what's, what's one last thing? And I'll start with you again, Cliff. What's one last comment that you'd like to share with our audience today? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, thanks for listening through the program. Um, uh, it's one of those things, again, like was said earlier, um, it's easier to look the other way. But if you've stuck with this whole program and you've listened to it, you're not. You're engaging. And so find out what you can do. Find a local agency. Go online. Find a local agency working on this issue and uh, give them a call. Pay them a visit. Learn more. Uh, and then use education and use uh uh, the, the people around you become a part of the solution and uh, get out there and help an organization. Even if it's funding monthly, organizations like us and many nonprofits can't do this without community support. So get get behind it. Get pet behind, you know, she has a name film. Go see it and bring other people. So really get involved. Take action. Use your voice. Use your wallet. And this thing can be turned around. Lance, in the few seconds we have less left, uh, what's your last uh, comment or encouragement? Well, I, I think sometimes we, uh, when we say we have a film and, and part of the proceeds are going to fight human trafficking, that that people will automatically think that the 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 film is substandard, and we're you know, it, and it's not of the quality that will stand on its own merit. That is not the case with She Has a Name. You have seen it. It does not look like a Canadian film. It has the wow factor, and it has it is Hollywood-style as uh, a film, as Calgary Herald reviewed, a riveting, fast-paced political thriller. It is. Yeah. It, it, when Thank you, you watch it, you, mm-hmm. will, um, you will be amazed at, at, that, that this is a high-quality Canadian film. We're out of time now. Thank you so much, Lance and Cliff. Uh, This has been Collaboration Against Human Sexual Trafficking. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week.